Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. Uh, we are here for the Loki finale, but it's not just Gabe and I. Josh is finally back on the podcast to talk about Loki. Hasn't been on all season, but really happy to have you back on, Josh. Uh, no problem. I'm like uh, someone else in this episode. You didn't see me yet, but it was really re- nice and relieving to finally see Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um and so we'll, we're going to talk about the finale. We're going to talk about all the big stuff that happened. Um, start with our spoiler-free impressions, of course, which is probably going to be us, like, um, just being, like, enamored with how this finale went. And then, um, and then we, we will do our rankings of our villains and our, uh, what we think of Loki overall. Season one, I should say. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um. Alright, so, uh, what were your guys' spoiler-free impressions of the finale of Loki? I forgot to unmute, sorry. You're good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) holy shit, I guess that's my impression. (laughs) (laughs) The episode started with the Marvel opening, blown away. The Marvel opening was spectacular. Oh, yeah. I was taken aback by it. I was like, oh. This is how we're starting, and you know I always look forward to that music, and I know when that music doesn't start, oh we're in for some shit. Oh something's about to go down. Cause like usually a Marvel movie starts it's like digga 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 and like even in Infinity War when it just started with like the emergency broadcast of the Asgardians like get us the fuck out of here. It's like okay something's about to go on and. It throws you right in it, and you just hop right in where you left off. I'm like, okay, yes, let's go here. And, oh my gosh, the TVA lady, Miss Minutes is back, my honey, and it's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I, I love it so much. This episode is amazing. I, I don't gasp a lot while watching shows. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But this episode, I was like, yes, gasping up a fucking storm. Bravo, Marvel, Kevin Feige, good shit. Yeah, Gabe, your spoiler-free impressions on Loki. (sighs) Um, well, it didn't end how I thought it would, but it was still a pretty satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. Um, this was some real, like, Wizard of Oz shit, or, like, <laughs> even, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory shit. Uh, like, I just, I don't know, it, I think it was a really good episode, mostly just as far as, like, what it's gonna do for, like, the next few Marvel things to come out. I really liked it, though. I was, like, on the edge of my seat the whole last time. Like, I was actively watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And that, like, usually never happens to me. I was just, like, I'm usually just anxious to start the last episode of that, of a series. But right, that was, it was a really good finale. My, I don't even know if I have any complaint. I'm just, like, really eager for season two now. Yeah, so 
similar to you guys, I was definitely having huge reactions, positive reactions, as I was watching the episode. I'm gonna probably have to rewatch it with my parents because I was watching it alone this morning. And, uh, but no, just the initial reactions to a certain person finally showing up, and then just like everything that happened at the end to lead into what we're gonna get in future movies, future projects, like. I loved it. Um, and I it, really, this finale, like, I don't know, the last three episodes of Loki, the last half of the season really were great in my eyes. So um, they really helped uh, propel the season. Not that the first three were bad. The first three were great set up. But then the last three, like, we, we got so much craziness and it was it was great. So um, consistent, too. One of the most I think it's the most consistent Marvel show on Disney Plus yet. TBH. Not that the other ones were bad. That's not what I'm trying to imply at all. Right. But I everything about this show from like the imagery, like the aesthetic, I guess, to like you know the actual plot line. It's it's going to be my favorite from now on. I think. Yeah, I can agree. I mean, I, I know, I remember when we did, when the three of us did the past two series, um, we were, when we got to the finale, it was kind of like, well, we enjoyed it, but the finale was kind of meh compared to the last couple of episodes. And right, yeah. So, that wasn't, that, like, this finale didn't feel that way, so, so mm -hmm. that was good. Alright, well, we'll get into it now, all the spoilers. So, as Josh mentioned, so it starts with the MCU logo, but then you see, hear voices, like, different lines from the past of the MCU being spoken, and it was just like, yeah, like Josh said, I mean, it's very similar to that Infinity War intro where, you know, you heard the Asgardian distress signal, and here it's like, okay, well, something crazy is going to happen, this is going to affect the MCU moving forward, I guess. Um, I just didn't know to what extent, but... It was it was a great uh, it was great to hear some of the best lines again and kind of know that we were in for something. Yeah, I agree on that. Like for me, I, I liked hearing it too. I just think it kind of speaks to like uh, just how attached we are to like our characters and like everything they've done. But like uh, that all aside, that was like a gnarly opening, and like I agree with what josh said previously if it's like a quiet marvel intro <laughs> things are about to go awry okay <laughs> like and i knew the situation was gonna get kind of sticky because like it wasn't just like um clips of like marvel character speaking it was like just like a collection of like a bunch of historical figures like i think like nelson mandela was in there oh like i heard uh, i heard a snippet of greta thunberg's how dare you speech and i was like oh shit i guess we're uh we're getting kind of consequential here uh, and it, it was yeah i i knew shit was about to go down mm -hmm. yeah i actually didn't hear that that's a good that's a good uh thing you noticed uh josh your thoughts on this yeah, I didn't hear that as well. That's <laughs> I just know that I heard, like, every time a character's image would pop up, you would get one of their lines playing. Because I remember, like, the one that I... Oh, are we still talking about the Marvel Studios one? I was talking about the opening sequence. Oh. Oh, no. Marvel 
Marvel Studios one had, yeah, the Marvel Studios one had, like, all the normal characters. That one made me kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was kind of jumping the gun. No, you're good. We can... That, that's still a great thing that, that I didn't pick up on when we get to yeah, that I point. I didn't even realize that either. I was like, yes. oh, 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 shit, hey, look at that. <laughs> so, correction listeners. Uh, <laughs> Thunberg is not in the official... She's not an MCU character, is she? No, she is not. No. <laughs> well, they recasted uh, Black Widow. It's now Greta Thunberg. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, the intro with, uh, like, the Marvel, it, oh my god, I was blown away. And then as Jabe started to say, yeah, like, that whole, I'd like to say, like, minute of just, it, literally, it, felt this even to me who i wasn't alive during all of the speeches that was were occurring but it was nostalgic because then they were pulling in things from the real world and it was just like hey this is your timeline this is where you are at mm-hmm. like they're like remember that shit like you're here and i was like oh but it's yeah it was just showing us guiding us through this sacred timeline that uh Bleep had been bleep, bleep he'd been controlling. And yeah. they were like, hey, this is you. Like this is what six one six like that's what six one six is in. This is your timeline. And it was I also like, interpreted that as like kind of one of those things like everything like all of the human experiences like has happened on like this tiny location like look how damn big this thing is you know what i mean like yeah what a good sequence like the cgi was so like up like on par you know what i mean it was like interstellar type shit yeah yeah it was music for like the actual when it's like spinning you around the ring and like showing you everything and you're hearing all these voices and speeches it literally like even apart when they're in the actual citadel, there's a scene where people are talking to weep. And <laughs> it's like the music in the background, I actually, it was like just piano, like playing two notes at a time, kind of like a heartbeat. And I was like, oh, like, it kind of like Interstellar, how it's like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, that's, that's what it felt like. And when you're sitting in a fucking space void, you're like, yep, yeah, that's what it is, and it, damn, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the Marvel Studios logo, and I, I just remember. I think some of the biggest ones I heard. I mean, I heard Star Lord saying "Dance Off." <laughs> um, oh, yeah. um, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that. I mean, uh, I am Iron Man probably was in there. I think that from. My was it passes by the Hulk, and you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> It was literally just like it just like passed by Thor. It was like, and then it just Hulk went, and then it just went on to the next character. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm thinking back. Like the most iconic, probably before this, were Infinity War and then Endgame. They had the Dear Mister Fantasy with like half the characters like taken out of the intro. 
So those are probably the most iconic um, so far, but this definitely fit in there. So, and then going to like what you guys were talking about with the speeches from actual history and like going around like the black hole and everything, like beautiful special effects, beautiful shots. Um, I don't know that it, it's just crazy that the MCU has now, now touching its like cosmic part of the comics. And I'm amazed that they're able to pull this off. Oh yeah, it's about time. Yeah. So, um, so once, uh, also I believe a long, long time from Endgame and Winter Soldier were, uh, yes, sir. that was playing yeah. as well. They were playing a lot of famous music because like there was a long, long time and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then it switched to like Mozart, Bach and shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like it, oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, so then, um, so then after that, we see Loki and Sylvie are heading into the, into the Citadel, um, and, you know, you can notice, like, there's kind of, like, cracks all over the Citadel, and that kind of, uh, symbolizes that the multiverse is getting ready to crack open, um, and so then they get inside, and Miss Minutes pops up like a horror movie, and just, like, scared me but that definitely took me aback i'm like why did you need to like make that so startling yeah i paused the show i paused the show hey y'all and i was like fuck i paused the show and i had to take a minute to like okay i was like that better not fucking happen again the show i was like i can't do this yeah, it was um and it's just funny that it's Tara Strong, it was Timmy Turner and and Omi from Shaolin Showdown and a bunch of these other voices. Too. Yeah. Yeah, so um so sh- so yeah, uh, Miss Minutes basically have a conversation with Loki and Sylvie and uh it's basically about uh, they have an offer for them that they can go back to the timeline and Loki could even like kill Thanos and be the king of Asgard. And they can be, like, together and share and, like, ruling the the universe. And Loki and Sylvie refuse. Um, so, any thoughts on this scene? I mean, I think in, like, retrospect, that's, a, in, like, it's an interesting offer. Because, like, they're mm-hmm. not extended that exact same offer at the end of the show. Right. From the, an inter- interaction from... Hmm. Uh, <laughs> can't name yet. Yeah. Um. It just makes me wonder, like, how much uh, what's the word autonomy that she has? Like, I think, I think the insert blank character here made her, but it's just like, yeah, she just kind of does her own thing. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. It was interesting, and like, it made me kind of like happy and like kind of intrigued that uh loki refused this and so did sylvie i mean i guess they're smart enough to you know tell when someone's bullshitting but right right yeah i i think i think there's like a theory floating around for a while that like they would come to like this tribulation in particular but like dozens of variants before them had like come up to this point but like they would always like get suckered into the deal or whatever Mm -hmm. um and i was kind of hoping like it would go in that direction but like 
it was it was still really neat and I think by the time you reach this episode and you see this episode, you can tell that Miss Minutes, she's definitely in on it, you know? She knows more than all the variants in the TVA. For sure. Josh, your thoughts on the Miss Minutes scene? Well, to fuck it for scaring me. But, I mean, <laughs> I like, when she popped up, I was like, that stupid bitch. Like, I knew. I, I, uh, uh, I was like, I knew it. Southern people are always the villains. Remember that. No. <laughs> but, dear God, she was like, hey, you need me to get those files for you? I'm like, something ain't right. Something ain't right. No. I don't like it. Because obviously, I was like, the TVA couldn't have created her. Like, it had to be the person who created the TVA. Because yeah. she's thought, I know all. Right. And like, the lady at the TVA is like, I don't even know who made the TVA. I'm like, you're like the, what? You're like up there. How do you not know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. So I was like, okay, Miss Minutes was a fucking side project for, and, yup, she's a bitch. But, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I definitely wasn't surprised to figure out that she was in on it. But the deal, it obviously didn't go through, but... I thought, like, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, they just gave us, like, kind of like how Sylvie connects with people and shows them things in their head, like, she can maneuver with their past memories. Mm -hmm. I was like, wouldn't it have been awesome if at that point, Miss Minutes was like, okay, I'm going to give you a vision. And then, like, they were just both given a vision of what their lives could look like if they accept this plea. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would have just showed, like, Loki sitting on the throne with the fucking Infinity Gauntlet on his arm, like, Thanos' head up on the wall or something. I'm like, oh! <laughs> and it just shows Sylvie, like, doing her thing. And she's like, yeah, look what I get to do. Like, I, I, And I'm like, man, come on. That would have been awesome. But I was like, just the thought of it, I was like, damn. That's kind of a good deal, but I knew they weren't going to take it. Because I was like, listen. We don't have a disaster movie on the way if, if everything goes right. <laughs> episode. Because I was like, I remember them just saying like, yeah, Doctor Strange is going to be fucking wild, guys. And then I'm like, yep, this obviously isn't going to go a perfect way. But yeah, I'm very, very excited. And I loved the Miss Minute scene, even though that bitch scared me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. Um, and I know Tara Strawn had teased on social media. She's like, there's more to Miss Minutes than meets the eye. And I mean, I guess <laughs> um, she knows more than we thought initially. But, um, you know, she it's not like she was the one that was actually in charge of everything. But so. No, she's definitely like a utility yeah so um right before well i mean i guess i i guess the big reveal is next but i did want to talk about the owen wilson scenes with uh renslayer because i <laughs> wow um uh he which he did not say in the series but it did say how and <laughs> so so i i count it um so Mobius and Renslayer talking like Mobius comes in and uh you can kind of tell like right before he comes in that Renslayer is kind of regretting pruning him. Mobius walks in that as you can see I am not dead. <laughs> oh man. Uh 
Yeah, so so he comes in and uh, they have this conversation and she kind of knocks Mobius down and then she's like, you know, I, uh, you know, you're not really a danger to me. And then she leaves. I can't, what was her, what was Rensselaer's last line before she left? She said, uh, he said, where are you going? I'm going to find free will. Yes. She left. Yes. Oh, and then B-15 and, and Mobius are like, you know, we found that they go to where Renslayer was like a variant and she was a teacher previously. And so like that, that whole scene and then Renslayer leaves to find free will. So your guys' thoughts on the whole Renslayer and Mobius conclusion and B-15. I think it was fitting. Like, mm-hmm. mm, Renslayer just seems like a confusing ass character to me because like yeah she just doesn't she doesn't seem like she knows what to believe in or like knows like what exactly she believes in I guess mm-hmm. like I just she just really interests me I guess like I I don't get that she like you know iced a guy because she thinks like this had to have been for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. I think this like kind of indicates that like uh, she's just out there somewhere. So you know, maybe we'll see her again. Maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's sad because like you just get to see Mobius kind of reach this point. You know, after he learns himself about what's going on with the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just how it had to end, you know, with that whole character relationship. Yeah. It, Renslayer's going to be difficult. I mean, we are probably going to rank her as the villain at the end of this, of this series, but, uh, she's a difficult one to rank for sure. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on this? Uh, while I was watching it, I was... Like, okay, I guess I can kind of understand why she would do that. And, like, I thought about it more, and I was like, okay, I get it more, but I was still, I, I would have liked to hear more from her or see more from her because it's just kind of what is driving her. And now we know that some predictions from the comics did not translate regarding, mm, <laughs> And it's, yeah, it it's interesting to say the least because they're kind of like they're kind of saying she's kind of just a run of the mill person. Like mm-hmm. that's what human beings do. You don't question much. You're born into a life. Mm-hmm. People tell you what's going on. That's what you go with. You take it, and you just kind of hope that what they're talking about is the way it is. And that's right. kind of what she's doing with the TVA. She's like, listen. I'm here, and, yeah, they're telling me it's for something. I got to believe it, because if you bring it crashing down, somebody, even if it's not the timekeepers, made this for a reason. There's, and, I mean, she was right, as we find out with, hmm, but, yeah, it's, I understood, but I was just like, you know, I, I would be at least curious as mm-hmm. to like find out who and it was like she wanted to find out who but then she was kind of like give up or, yeah because i think it's why because it looked like she was just packing 
to leave. And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck she's going. Yeah. She's like, oh, I had a brunch with, uh, I, I had a brunch with, uh, your other variant Mobius at like noon. <laughs> I gotta go. But yeah, I was like, bitch, sit down. Like, you got time to talk. <laughs> yeah. You you're literally in a void where time doesn't really move. Like, just sit down. Like, it's okay. And yeah. She just kind of left, and I, I can't wait to see her pop up again. It's going to be interesting, but yeah, I just, I guess I would have liked to hear more from her, kind of figure out more of what she was going to do. I, I don't know, or at least get a hint. I, I can't, even from that line, like it's a cool line, like to find free will, but right. I don't, we, we don't get that yet, and I, I don't know. Yeah, it, she's going to be tough to rank at the end of this, but we'll... <laughs> Yeah, I, maybe that makes me we want... We rank fucking Miss Minutes more than we can Renslayer. <laughs> we could. Um, Alright, so now for the big reveal and really everything that made us just, like, gasp in just pure shock and joy. Uh, Alright, so they go, uh, Loki and Sylvie progress further in and they get to this elevator and in this office and out appears, and we knew this... Uh, from Marvel Studios already confirming his casting, but we see Jonathan Majors come out, and I'm like, it's Kang. It is Kang the freaking Conqueror. He who remains, as he calls himself, but we knew that he's some version of Kang. So. He was referred to by Miss Minutes as he who remains, and then he popped out, and I won't go into detail of the scene, but he does say that he has a couple of names that he's been given. Yes. And he says, some have called me this. Others have called me a conqueror. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Let's go with that one. But yeah, I, I don't know. He who remains, I obviously knew in the original comic, that's kind of who it led up to. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, it was kind of nice that they kind of mixed it. Yeah, and I mean, they've been merging and mixing a lot of characters in the MCU from the comics. I mean, we just talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Carly Morgenthau is a gender swap of Carl Morgenthau. So, like, you know, that they do that, and it, they make it work. So, uh, Gabe, your thoughts on the reveal of Jonathan Majors, Kane? Yeah, um, this is... <laughs> I think Kang as the next big bad makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we're ready for that discussion. Uh, that might be more towards the end, but uh, in essence, I guess I'm really, I'm really glad to see uh, what appears to be Kang uh, in the MCU. And I think I'm not sure how I feel about him being introduced in a TV show. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone has a Disney Plus. Um, I trust Marvel Studios enough to like catch people up. Like I know for a fact that when Multiverse of Madness starts and Wanda is there and Doctor Strange and they're having a grand old time, they're gonna like explain like what is going on. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. not gonna be like, yeah, so Wanda. You know, they're not gonna skip the whole like Wanda is entrapped in an entire town. You know what I mean? Right. They're not going to glaze over that. They're going to try to explain it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, maybe they'll be able to kind of um, give them a little cameo in a movie coming up. But 
honestly, for like functional like purposes as like a villain and whatnot, it was like a really interesting pick. Again, um, as I said before, I was kind of anticipating it going like the other way with like these Lokis having to break the cycle mm-hmm. uh, that so many other Lokis have failed to do so. Um, but, you know, at the end, I guess this is like pretty neat too. It still like talks about like predeterminism versus, you know, free will and shit like that. And I, I gotta say, like, I was expecting him to be a little more uh, menacing. But having him aloof is, like, also an interesting choice. I mean, he said himself he's, like, uh, a gooder version of, of himself. Like, yes. some of the other variants are a little cuckoo. But, yeah, this was, like, this was, like, really interesting. It was some real Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah, the man behind the curtain, as it were. Um, yeah, I, I really... I was, yeah, like I said, I was just super excited to see Jonathan Majors here and the fact that the TV show, like, I I didn't, after WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, and we talked about those when we did them, but, like, you know, we saw that they were much smaller scale and, like, yeah, they're for character development, but they weren't really, like, putting huge, like, setup into the shows as much as we thought, but this actually gave us huge setup um and so it was crazy to see so um so moving forward so then um so then we see kane eating an apple as well um and i noticed from a breakdown that i was watching today as well that uh the apple like apple in a bib- in biblical terms or, or references knowledge so, like, that's something that's referencing also could refer to Doctor Strange and the Apple in the first Doctor Strange, where he uses the time stone to, like, uh, you know, reverse the apple back to a full apple. Um, so, it, it was just a cool little thing there, and it's kind of also reference. We've had devil and biblical references early on in the series with the first episode, the Loki's being referred to as devils. Um <laughs> So that, that was interesting to me, um, and obviously, you know, then it made me think also that we had the devil references way back in WandaVision that we thought Mephisto, but, um, but, you know, I I just think that, like, what if the devil references from the beginning were always referencing Kang in some sort of way? Maybe, dude. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, like why he would be like portrayed like as a devil like 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 physically mm-hmm. but it would make sense that if he's like this intrusive just like all-encompassing force people would see him as like oppressive or like actual like evil incarnate you know what i mean yeah for sure a- any thoughts on this josh it is interesting for the devil uh, references but i don't know if it was always meant for kang Mm -hmm. because i don't think they would call kang a devil because he's not even really at least this variant he's not a devil he's just kind of a dictator of all things and when you view a dictator of all things you immediately think evil but as kang kind of mentioned quid pro quo 
while he was talking to Loki's and while he was just talking, because he talks a fucking lot. He <laughs> yeah. More in this than Loki did in the first Avengers. Like, the motherfucker talks. <laughs> and it's... I loved... As Gabe originally said, I loved him being kind of like aloof. Yeah. And at first, he's like, hey, come chill out, have some wine, we have beer and pizza, like, we'll play Xbox. And then <laughs> it's to the end, he stops being aloof. Like, it progresses throughout their talk that he's just getting more and more serious. And he's like, I, he's just kind of confronting them and confronting it. Like, you know, no, this is serious. Like, I'm not lying. This is how this is. This, yep. And he's just kind of laying it out. He put all of his cards out and... Sorry, I got a message up. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I thought his talk was very interesting and it was like very important. I was like, wow. As weird as we've been talking about this whole time, I was like, damn, I didn't realize how. Like, I realized it would affect the MCU. I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna like they're introducing him right now. This is gonna be big. But I was like, wow, this isn't just like oh we're setting up one movie. I was like, this is like changing everything yes when to alter every movie every show every marvel thing that we see will now be changed because of this and as gabe mentioned it's like toss it's a toss out because like as he said some people don't have disney plus so hopefully like it might be one of those things that they do with thanos or like thanos showed up for like five seconds at the end of avengers Yes. And five more seconds in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then and ten seconds in uh, Avengers... Age uh, of Ultron. Ultron. And then, bam, time for Thanos. Yes. So, like, it's, it might be one of those things where, like, here's where he starts out. He's not a conqueror right now. And then in the next movie, we'll probably get a cameo after Multiverse of Madness. Because, hey, the multiverse is in madness. And then that's going to lead us right into Quantumania. And then Quantumania, it's like, hey, motherfuckers, it's Kang. if anything i hope like the king we end up seeing is like the one that's managed to kick all the other king's asses like i want this to be like the real slim king you know what i mean that's what it seems like yeah we'll talk about it in a couple minutes yeah so i'll we'll keep it moving um so then um we see Kane warping around and, like Gabe said, being aloof and kind of just goofing around um, as Sylvie tries to kill him. Um, Kane talks about um, uh, knowing everything that happens on the timeline and managing it. Um, we talked about the him being dubbed many names, like Conqueror. And then we get to see hear Kane's backstory. Um, he was a soldier in the 31st century, um, and he met many variants of himself. Sorry scientist in the 31st century he was a scientist okay um scientist in 31st century variants wanted to rule and he kind of met variants of himself and they all wanted to rule everything and work together and then that fell apart and you know with the timeline and everything and they all kind of wanted to one-up the other um and it led to a multiversal war and we he talks about in like you uh befriending or like using uh elias the beast from the last episode and kind of using that as his guard dog and um 
So, and that he's lived a million lifetimes and really wants Loki and Sylvie to take his role. So, like, all of this backstory on Kang, on, uh, on He Who Remains. Wow. Uh, that was, like, quite the info dump. Actually, <laughs> if you think about it, this is the most blatant, like, I mean, like, right before the last, like, two and a half minutes of the show. I don't even know, maybe even less. This yeah. the most, like up front like hey the universe their multiverse is a thing you know um that just blew my socks off i and like i was just kind of like it kind of surprised me that like uh foundationally like the idea of like the, the goal i guess of the tva is still like kind of the same like yeah it's like meant to serve like Kang's like intentions right but like the whole like ah like you know if we don't do this like you know if this this is like you know the organization keeping time from just you know going haywire you know and they weren't lying about that part you know you know shit's gonna go crazy if Kang doesn't actually manage this but like right I just throughout the whole interaction I really couldn't tell if he was lying or not. And, like, you know, you get characters like that all the time in movies and TV shows, I guess. But, like, this, like, really, like, irritated me. Because, like, I just wanted to know, like, what's going to happen? Where are all my favorite Marvel characters going to be, like, in a year? Like, fictionally, like, plot-wise, um... And I don't know, like, even when he was like, oh, you know, like, I'm telling the truth now, I didn't even know if that was truthful when he was like, you know, like, just like through all his fluctuations and like, behavior and like, whatnot, like, I just like, I didn't know what was real and what wasn't, I guess. So it's really got me scratching my head about like, hey, like, uh, you know what was in store like was he planning the end of this season finale you know with what we see at the end yeah um so yeah josh i thought it was very interesting that they kind of just laid his whole backstory out because obviously as we know through sylvie and uh, loki lofson Mm-hmm. We know that it's not just, oh, they all have the same story. We know that the paths diverge and, like, fucking that kid killing Thor, that being his nexus event. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah, sure. Kill Thor, whatever. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I was like, okay. So we see that their paths diverge. And kind of like when he was talking about, he's like, you know, my original self was a scientist in the 31st century. And then he developed the multiverse theory and he found the multiverses and he found that they were stacked mm-hmm. and then they found each other and then they started working together and then they start like they made if uh you'd saw it they made the bombs that the time uh authority uses mm-hmm. like the ones that technically reset but it actually just transfers it to the void right right they made that it showed them like creating that together they were sharing technology and then he said, and then we stumbled a couple uh, upon a couple variants that weren't true of heart, and they wanted to use it for power, 
So, and then the other kids who were true of heart had to start defending their own timeline. And then that was the war. And then I made the time variance authority and I like got rid of them. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Like this is the guy who stopped that. So like, we know that the time variance authority wasn't telling a lie but they weren't telling the whole truth. Mm -hmm. There was a multiverse war, but it wasn't because all of the timelines were in disarray. It was because all of the Kangs were in disarray. Right. And that's fucking huge. Because that means that, like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, all the timelines were crazy. All of the Kangs were crazy. And they basically, it's like that one kid who messes something up for everybody, that was Kang. But it was just like fucking 200 of him or whatever. And dear Lord, I was like, wow, that's humongous. That Wow. And wow. He made this TVA to basically keep himself in order. He's like, yep, if I see like people messing up and they're going to put people back into a war like I did, I get rid of them. <laughs> move them. Throw them over here. Get rid of it. And as he said to the Loki, he's like, what I do is not pure of heart. He's like, you have to make tough decisions, but it has to be done. Someone has to do it. If it's not me, it's someone else. He's like, if not, this is what happens. And it, it gets fucky. And like the whole time, I thought he was lying. But the whole time, because Sylvie did too. Sylvie's like, you're lying. And he's like, you think that? You actually think I'm lying? He's like, I'm t like you could tell. Even Loki. I trust Loki because obviously like that it's his fucking show. Yeah. And she's like, no, he's been lying the whole time. And Loki was like, no, like I'm a liar. He wasn't lying. Like you saw in the truth. And it's, I was like, damn, like if Loki believes that it's true. Cause Loki's like the biggest liar out there. Sylvie's not really a liar. She's just confrontational. And was like, yeah, I'll fuck your shit up. What do you want? That Loki is like, nah, I lie, like all the time. And holy shit. I was like, I, I believe it then. So now we know that like he, he was telling the truth. He's like, no, this will happen. Like it already has happened. And then I fixed it. I'm not telling you what will be. I'm telling you what was and what could happen again. And she didn't listen. And she thought he was lying. Yeah, you could tell she just kind of stopped listening at a point because she would just smile, she'd look away, she'd just like look at Loki like, "Can you believe?" And Loki's looking at her like, "Bitch, this is true. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but this guy's telling the truth over here, man. I'm nobody, man." It's holy shit. Then my expectations I was like, "Oh, oh, this is very different than what I thought." I'm not mad about it, but I'm like, "Oh, this is insane." Yeah. 100 percent um i'll finish so i'll finish walking us through the episode and then we'll get so we'll get through that and then we'll get through the uh tease at the end uh and then we'll get to our rankings so uh so right after this um the multiverse ends up splitting clearly setting up doctor strange 2 and spider-man no way home um sylvie and loki fight because uh, sylvie doesn't believe loki and sylvie wants to kill kane uh loki confesses uh and they end up kissing but it seems that sylvie was doing this as a distraction to send loki back to the tva 
Um, Loki's really upset by this, um, feels betrayed, um, and because he really thought he found uh, how to love himself for once. Um, and then, um, and then uh, Sylvie does kill Kane, or he who remains, and he says, see you soon. Um, which is a huge, ominous warning. Uh, and then Loki finds Mobius and B-15 and says the timeline is freed and there are bad variants coming. But Mobius and B-15 have no idea who Loki is. And then we look over with Loki and there is a statue of Kang the Conqueror instead of the Timekeepers. And seems like there's an alternate TVA. Or something crazy. So. Man, that really messed me up. Yeah. Because the way he sits, you see, like, as he had a knife in his gut, I'm like, okay, like, why, what, what do you mean by that, you know? And it's like, then you see the statue, and you're like, why would, like, he really talked himself up to be good. Why would he want, like, you know, that mm -hmm. to happen, you know? Um, but the ending was, like, really, what a cliffhanger. Uh, I'm, like, really eager for season two, and it kills me that we're gonna have to wait a little while for that, but I, I, I think it was, like, a really cool, like, kind of situation that you just threw Loki into, mm -hmm. like, with the whole, like, kind of amnesia situation, I love shit like that. Yeah. It's just, like, he's gonna have to convince everyone, you know, that, like, he knows who they are, they know him. This is why this is happening. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, I guess, like, if you think about it, Loki would be, like, one of the few people that would, like, know what's going on. Like, think about it. If this was, like, another situation like the snap, sort of, mm -hmm. you would have a bunch of people displaced. Or, like, you know, as soon as the timelines start twisting and turning and colliding, there's people that are in Loki's shoes right now. And so it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what happens to them? And that leaves, like, Lo like our Loki, like, one of the few people that can, like, really do anything. I mean, Sylvie, too, if she's, like, you know, still out there. Um, but, yeah. This is, this is, this is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it's really big. Um, uh, Josh, your thoughts? I did get a little nervous for our girl Sylvie. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first Marvel show confirmed for a season two. Yep, out of the three. Yep, it is the, the first, first show that they have confirmed a season two. Which I figured because Kevin fight. Well, I didn't know this show would be renewed for season two. I'm fucking ecstatic. But <laughs> um. And I watched an interview where uh, Kevin Feige was saying, hey, you know, not every Marvel TV show you get is going to get a season two. He's like, and if they do, it's not always going to be like, oh, yeah, season one's done. Now season two. He's like, sometimes we're going to make a season and then they're going to jump to the big screen, be a part of these movies. And then a couple years down the line, season two or we'll just make a new show. I was like, OK, Kevin, sure. Just make <laughs> One of these shows and have five of them return. <laughs> badass. That's yeah. Badass but, yeah. He kept, uh, now going back into the show, Kang. Yeah. Well, he gave her so many warnings. And he gave them both 
warning after warning after warning. Every single time we saw him on camera, at some point in that monologue, he would give them a warning. He, I feel like most of his talk, he did nothing but warn them. Because he's sitting there and he's like, guys, this is bad. Like, you don't understand why I am doing this. This mm-hmm. is truly, truly bad. Please do not allow this to come into chaos. Because he even said at one point, if you kill me, they will come for this. They will come here and they will expect this to be theirs. They will come for this spot and they will come for you and I will end up right where I am. And I was like, oh, shit. That's why he was trying to get them to take over the TVA. He's like, listen, if you don't continue this organization and you kill me instead and you just kind of leave, that's Mm -hmm. it. No TVA, no nothing. That's it. We're done. Like, this thing is fucked up. You'll probably die. Who knows? And he was like, and I will end up back here. And then Sylvie didn't listen because she thought he was lying. And that's how Loki was like, oh, fuck. That's why Loki got so scared. Like, even when he walked into Mobius, he's like, this is a fucking dangerous guy. There's like 200 versions of him. Half of them are probably bad. And he was just kind of like the fucking conspiracy theory episode of It's Always Sunny. He's like, listen, over here, I got this. <laughs> and it made sense to us. We're like, yeah, exactly. And the Mobius is like, who the fuck are you? And we're like, oh, no, man, what? And, oh, God, I was like, oh, shit. Because as soon as it just panned over and you see that giant just Kang the Conqueror statue, I'm like, fuck, yes. He's in. Like, he, he's here. We don't know when he showed up, but he's here. There he is, right there. And now that we know, bam, he's in control of the TVA now. He could have altered every single timeline. We wouldn't even know it yet. Yeah. And I think, like, that's why they're like, guys, this is a big deal. Like, this show is a big deal. This movie is a big deal. And now we know why. Because there's a fucking villain. And, like, even... Not Conqueror Kang admitted that he was a villain. Like when he who remains was sitting there talking to Sylvie, she was like, oh, you're a dictator. And that's when he looked at her like, well, who's talking? Murderer. Yeah. Like you really, he's like, you've done horrible things. They looked over at Loki and look at you. You've done horrible things. The Battle of New York. You allowed your mother to get killed. Look at all the people you've murdered. He's like, we're all villains here, except right here, this is being done for a good reason. I was like, fuck, he he had a good idea, I'm, and not a good idea. Like, he was trying to tell them, like, guys, this is bad, and I know, but if this isn't done, someone much worse than me is going to do it. And even he was like, you, I, you guys should take over. You now know how severe this is. You know how important this is. And they were like, yeah, no. And Loki was like, wait a minute. I think we should do it. Like, it, we might need this. Because even Loki, his monologue in Avengers led to this moment. But he knows now that it's not just humans. It's everybody. Right. Because the TVA is kind of the one, like, pulling the strings. They can change anything. They can get rid of anybody. And Loki in Avengers was like, 
is this not how you were meant to be? This is what you were created for. You were meant to be ruled, yeah. Yeah, you were meant to be ruled. You were meant to be guided to where you are. You were meant to serve. And you were meant to just live while someone watched over. And he was like, this is what I was talking about. But I was talking about it and like, oh, you need to obey me. Now, Loki was thinking of it in a, oh, we don't need to be obeyed, but these people need someone watching from the shadows. So basically, it was kind of a full around, like, full circle moment where Loki ended up at the same spot, but for different reasons. Because, like, Loki and Avengers like, hey, I want to rule Earth because fuck them, that's why. Yeah. And in this show, Loki's like, hey, I think we should rule the TVA. Because, like, number one, I don't even think he was talking about ruling the TVA. He was like, no, someone needs to keep it functioning because it needs to be here. It keeps everything in order. It keeps from chaos diluting. It keeps from war. So, like, we saw Loki go from, like, oh, we need to control because bad to, oh, we need to control because good. So, like, it was it was kind of a full circle moment, but also it was kind of like, instead of the circle going like this, they started at this point, and then it just kind of like fucking went like this. And it just went totally opposite <laughs> fucking direction. The listeners are just kind of like, what the fuck is he talking? <laughs> yeah, they're like, what the fuck? It's just, they're like, trying to visualize. It's all over the place. Yeah, I'm visualizing it to Baruki and Gabe, so leave me alone. But... <laughs> Yeah, instead of like, it forms kind of like a wave instead of a circle. It goes completely opposite directions. One way goes upward, the other goes downward. Yeah. It doesn't form a circle. And it's just, holy shit. And Sylvie fucked it all up. She stabbed him, and that's why he was like, okay, I'll see you soon. Like, one of me is going to come for you. They will come here, and they will win. Like, you don't know them. He told him, he's like, you don't know me. I don't know what I am. I've done, like, versions of me have done horrible things. And they have conquered everything. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, this whole fucking, all the multiverse would be a hellscape right now. He's like, fuck the Mad Titan. Like, the Mad Titan was just another person who just kind of killed a lot of people. He's like, I didn't kill them. I conquered them. And I ruled all of them. Yeah. See, like, if this is all true, if this is all true, then, like, um, oh, fuck, I just forgot what I was gonna say. (laughs) No worries. Uh, Oh, God. It's crazy. Uh, It makes Thanos look like a fucking ant in a plant. Yeah. That's already what the show made him to be, because even my old Loki was like, I fooled the Mad Titan. And then other people were like, who the fuck is Thanos? And then Loki, oh, I I got murdered by him. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that's just a very creative way to introduce a villain. Yeah, like I don't know if it's ever done before, but I was like kind of enter- entertained by the fact that like they introduced him as like, uh, like they introduced his good version ver- first, or like the, his goodest, best version, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think it's kind of creative. Yeah, but it also makes it kind of go like, ah, shit! Like, uh, here comes the freaking circus, you know. Yeah, here comes the next big bad now, and, and, you know, my parents were telling me, what are they gonna do after Thanos? And I'm like, just wait. 
They're they're coming with something big. After seeing this shit, Thanos was just a fucking as like even as um all the horrible things we've seen. Mm-hmm. He who remains knew that was going to happen, and as he said to the Lokis, he was like, "I paved the way for you to get here. All you did was walk." And I was like, "Damn." That was badass. He was like, I literally made the road you fucking walked on to get here. Like, don't fuck with me. And he was like, I know what's going to happen. He, he knew when they were going to strike and try to get him. He's like, I know your every move. I know what you're going to say. And then when he crossed that threshold, I thought that was interesting. Because he said, I lied earlier when I said I know everything that's going to happen. He said, we just crossed the threshold. He's like, about... Up to seven seconds ago, I knew what everything, I knew everything that was going to happen. He's like, but now it's all in your hands. There are two pathways that can be created. It's up to you which one is paved. Yeah. He's like, one way or another, pathway will be paved, whether you do it through the TVA or my other selves. And it really makes me wonder why he chose to rely on Lokis, like two Lokis to do this shit, to harbor this decision. Well, I think it might be one of those things of, like, destiny. Loki was saying, we get to create our own destiny now. So he is fully changed. But Sylvie didn't say that. She was there for her main mission the whole time. Her mission was to kill the man who did that. Loki's mission was to find a better version of himself. And he's been kind of character development. He's even our regular Loki that we knew. The original, well, at least what we think was the original Loki. Fucking, we knew him as one who, like, was bad, but became good. Yes. And then that's exactly what this Loki did, but in a different journey. And over the span of, like, fucking three days or three hours, who knows how time moves. And it's real fucking interesting. Because he's like, no, 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 like, I'm, I'm changed. Like, I don't want this like i want something else even when he was like we know what you what miss minutes was like we know what you want you want a rule so they tried to give him that he you could tell he was like no like as soon as she said it he's like that's not what i wanted anymore yeah and like he his mission changed sylvie's didn't so i think that it might be one of those things where kang knew at least that kang knew these two Lokis were the people to change. Because he didn't say that they would change it for better or for worse. He said they would change it. So I think that he was right. Sylvie's the one who would change it in a bad way. Now Loki's going to be the one who has to try to change it to like a better version of what it could of what it was. Because yeah. he was like, these two Lokis are going to change it. I don't know how, but they're going to change it. So I think maybe there's one where it's good and bad. Sylvie fucked it up. Now Loki's going to help clean up the mess. Oh, because I don't know if you saw, but now it's being rumored that Loki is going to show up in Multiverse of Madness. I saw that, yep. Yeah, he's going to be returning. So I was like, okay, this is basically just going to be Loki walking up to Doctor Strange like, bro, I know who fucked it up. We got to fix it. This is so much worse than you could ever believe. Oh my God, we got to get... And Doctor Strange is like, 
Kang. There's like 20 versions of him. I got it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like, so if Loki popped in on, in multiverse, I would cry. I miss him on the big screen. Apparently, he's supposed to like actually pop up and be, like be in the movie, not even like a cameo, like in it. Yeah, him and him and Strange and Wanda are supposed to like f shit up. Right? That's the best trio we could have named in the Marvel Universe. Like, yeah. fuck Captain America and Thor and Iron Man. You're giving me Loki, Doctor Strange, and fucking Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> like, I'll take that trio any day. Yeah, that trio sounds amazing. Alright, well, I think we should head to our rankings. Only post-credits was the season two tease, and I'm fine with there no, being no other post-credits, because really... That and like this whole episode was like a big post credit tease for everything. Yeah, alright, so our rankings, uh I'll just go through I won't necessarily go through like the number or the what our rankings out of six are for the villains, but I'll go through like where they at least stand. Uh, so our villain rankings currently Thanos and Infinity War in first place. Then uh, down from there we got Hela, Killmonger, Thanos and Endgame, uh, Vulture, Mysterio at number six, Ultron, uh, John Walker, Ego, Alexander Pierce, uh, Red Skull, Ghost, uh, Loki from Thor and Avengers, uh, Agatha Harkness, Ironmonger, Caecilius and Dormammu, Ronan the Accuser. Uh, Zemo, uh, Carly Morgenthau, uh, Yellow Jacket, Eldritch Killian, Abomination, Whiplash, Jan Rog, Tyler Hayward, Sonny Birch, Malekith, and Justin Hammer in last. <laughs> Justin Hammer! <laughs> I, I think Malekith should be lower, but you know, <laughs> I was outvoted by my, by JJ and Will on that one. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to rank Ravana Renslayer, because I, I, we're going to see more of Kane. We're going to see more Jonathan Majors later, but we'll rank uh, Ravana Renslayer. I gave her a four. I think she's about in the same camp as Carly Morgenthau. I think there was something there, but I, I think, like, we're supposed to see more of uh, Ravana later. So, like, I don't, you know, I, we just, she's just a confusing character, as we said. So I'll, I'll put her at a four for me. Hmm. Should should I go next? Yeah, you can go next, kid. Okay. Um, I was thinking a bit higher. I was thinking four point eight. Uh, I know it's kind of pushing it. Uh, <laughs> within the four range, four to five range, but like, I guess like, I don't know. I I find her interesting because she just has such strong volition like she right from the start she knows more than others and she just she just kind of has that mission she's always on a strike for um i i don't know i i just like i just value how independent she is from like the timekeepers or like Kang or like whatever is above it makes me kind of think she might play like a larger role mm -hmm. coming up in the future but i don't know yeah i could agree with that um, um 
I just think she just did a good job of holding it all together. So. Yeah, that's very fair. Josh? Y'all were a lot nicer than me. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going with like a 3.7. All right. I think she was good. I think, she, as Gabe said, she is very independent. And she was kind of like weeding the TVA. But also, she was blindly leading the TVA. And I, I don't know. I felt like she didn't do much as a villain. You're right. I felt like she just did a lot. As being the head of the job. Which, like, if you're head of an actual job, like, you're sometimes a bad guy, sometimes a good guy. That's just how people will view you. Yeah. She didn't do much as a villain. She did, like, one shitty thing. And that was just, like, fucking prune Mobius. I thought that was probably the one shitty thing she did in the show, other than just be a pretentious bitch. But granted, that's, like, what... That's what villains are. Like, even, like, Loki and Avengers was like, I'm a god. Thor's like... (laughs) (laughs) And Hulk's like... (laughs) Yeah, Hulk's like... (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was like, okay, like that, great. You pruned Kachow Man. (laughs) (laughs) Great, okay. But, wow, you pruned the guy from Marley and me. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I thought that that's, like, that's basically the one villain thing she did. She didn't even know what was going on until, like, the last episode. Mm-hmm. And Minutes was like, yeah, I'll get these files. Bitch said that in episode five. Yeah. She files to episode six. She's like, oh, thank you, Miss Minutes, for taking up all my fucking time. <laughs> I think... Thanks for doing your job. I don't even know who the fuck you are. Where'd you come from? This man's like, I don't know. Just left. Yeah. She didn't really do much. Good character. And I hope she expands more in the future. If she does, if she fucks Kane, cool. I can't wait to see it. Hope we don't see it on screen because that'd be kind of sus. But like, great. Can't wait to see her again. I think she had a cool attitude, which is why I'm like, okay, I'm still going to put her a little bit higher than like three. But it's like, yeah. She had potential, but they didn't act on it. Yeah. She just hasn't. So now I think she has potential to expand, and I can't wait until she does. Can't wait to see her pop up again. The actress is awesome. Beautifully performed the whole show. Even when she sat down as a judge, she's like, fuck you, black-haired long guy. And like, yep. And then Mobius is like, hey. And she's like, no, stop it. Don't do what you're thinking. And then the rest of the show, she's brilliant. Like, I loved her performances. She's like, Mobius, I'm going to fucking kill you. Awesome. But, like, yep, didn't do enough for me. So, yep, what I say? 3.7. Yes. So, combined with my 4 and Gabe's 4.8, she is at a 4.17. She is in between. She is below Zemo and above Carly Morgenthau. So, right where I said she might. I am completely okay with that. Yeah. Completely okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that as well. So... All right, let's talk about our MCU chapters. We're going to add Loki Season 1 to it. Uh, So far as everything stands at the moment, Endgame is at number one, followed by Black Panther, then Infinity War, that's the top three. Captain America the Winter Soldier is at four, uh, then Spider-Man Far From Home at five, uh, then Avengers at six, WandaVision, 
Thor Ragnarok, uh, Captain America Civil War at 9, Falcon and the Winter Soldier at 10. Uh, that is the top 10. Then we've got Captain America the First Avenger, Avengers Age of Ultron, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians 2, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man, that's the top 20. Then we've got Thor, Captain Marvel, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor the Dark World in last. So, I'm interested. So, I really enjoyed this series. You had some great performances. Tom Hiddleston, first of all, did an amazing job. And then you get Sylvie in this, Sophia DiMartino, did a pretty good job. Her Sylvie's kind of mysterious still, but um, she did a good job. And then we got Richard E. Grant as classic Loki that did an amazing performance in one episode. And Jonathan Majors in this episode, like, great performances, fun performances, uh, very emotional performances. Uh, and just, like, the fact that this show went above and beyond and set a lot of stuff up in the end... I and wasn't afraid to go crazy. I'm giving this a 5.8. I think it deserves to be up there for sure. I I I don't know that it's higher than like Endgame, Black Panther, Infinity War. I just think like you know, Endgame and Infinity War were like the build up of those of the Infinity Saga, and I just think like Black Panther is just completely groundbreaking for a uh, multitude of reasons, but Loki was very good, so I'd be fine with it in like the top 5, but yeah. Um, I think, okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 5.9 because I can only think of like one reason that I could really pick on it for. Yeah. That being uh, just, I don't know, the pacing feels a little different once you reach the uh third episode i believe uh on the lamentus or whatever right when they're on the planet that's ending mm -hmm. yeah um i know uh, we kind of came to a consensus that ep that that episode was like a bit different i think it just had like a lot of cgi and uh actiony things and we hadn't seen that yet so we were like oh what's going on yeah but um it it does it's not really detrimental you know like so i kind of see the overall vision of the show still maintaining it itself even if i could think of like one or two more complaints frankly um you know and it gave it gave us a gator loki and gator loki classic comic accurate suit loki which let's let's be real here Marvel Studios needs to start doing more weird shit like that. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, we have Loki in a suit. Um, and, you know, King Conqueror, obviously. So, you know, this is this is huge. Uh, yeah, 5.9. All right, Josh, where are you going to rank Loki? I'm going with 5.7. Keeping with the .7s. You bastard. <laughs> but, hey, phenomenal show. Completely love the hell out of it. I am going to knock it a little bit. As uh, Gabe was completely, like, I agree 100% with Gabe. But also, one thing for me, no clear villain. Yeah. There were no clear villains. 
even uh, Kang, he who remains, wasn't really a villain. He was just kind of a space filler. I, that's kind of what he felt like. He was like, hey, man, I, I'm just here to do a job. So he's literally like most of humanity. They're like, dude, I just work here. Like, what are you yelling at me for? And we thought Sylvie was the villain. She wasn't. We thought Renslayer was the villain. She wasn't. Miss Minutes was more of a villain than most people in this show. Yeah. But also, on that same note, as you guys were mentioning, fucking boastful Loki, classic Loki, kid Loki, alligator Loki, fucking president Loki, regular Loki Lauvison, like fucking uh, callback. All the Easter eggs were fucking brilliant. In the first Ramatut appearance of Kang the Conqueror, he flies into fucking Egypt on a sphinx that looks like himself. And what shows up in episode fucking seven, not seven, five, that fucking sphinx, there's only six episodes, that sphinx shows up. So that's a callback, which basically said, oh yeah, Kang's here. And fucking most people didn't catch it. And I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. Frog. Mjolnir, yes. yellow jacket's helmet, fucking Eliath as a whole ass character, and he's literally just a cloud that's mad, and they made him awesome. I fucking, oh, bravo. This show did what Stan Lee and Jack Kirby wanted to do with these original characters. It took random shit, and it made it awesome. Like, in fucking Marvel Comics, yeah, angry cloud. That's just a Tuesday in the Avengers world. Like, they're like, yep, of course. It's fucking a, a rain cloud that's mad at me for no reason. Sounds like my day. And they made it awesome in this show. And most shit was so comic accurate. Like, President Loki was so damn close to comic accurate, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Kid Loki, amazing. Classic Loki, literally carbon copy. I love what they're doing. Hey, let's give them a look at the classics on screen. They did it with Wanda and Vision. They did it with Loki. They basically did it with fucking Falcon in his Captain America suit because that shit was a carbon copy. Yeah. That was perfect. That looked amazing. Mar- they need to keep doing original suits. I'm loving this. This show, everything put together, the planets, the plot, the characters, the acting, the, mm, the costumes amazing granted i'm a little perturbed that sylvie and loki is not even sylvie sylvie is in a regular loki outfit great fucking loki was in a t-shirt and pants for like four or five episodes of this fucking show i'm like dude you get what he all he did in one episode was dry the clothes off i'm like (laughs) you could look badass right now because i know you can do it he did it in avengers when he's in that suit I was like, I know you can look cool. Why not? And I I don't know. Yeah. But it's an amazing show. Everything I just said, bam, 5.7. Fuck it. 5.8. I lied. Fuck it up. Oh, all right. Yeah, right. I'm changing it because the awesome shit far outweighed the cons as I knew. But I, the more I thought about it, there's just so much awesome shit in this show. It's not even funny. All uh, right. Small callbacks with like Roxy Cart, the, the, like the Roxy Market from the future, in like episode two, three, two, because that's when we met uh, Sylvie, right? Yes, yes. Rock, yeah. Rox Cart. Yeah. Yeah, Roxy. They had like even a callback with that, 
with like products that you see in the show. Like if you like pay attention, there's something that says like rocks this and it's from there or something that was pointed out to me by uh, new rock stars in the void. They fucking prune their cafeteria trays and their drinks to go to the void because they just don't have fucking trash. So like in the background, you saw a bunch of just trays and then you saw those drinks that they had that were like only available for like five years in America or something like that. They had those drinks and they were just a bunch of them laying next to trays. So they literally just fucking prune their food right after they eat it. I'm like, wow, maybe let's just let's just rank the TVA as a villain. Because they're fucking littering. All right, that is at a 5.83. It is right under Infinity War, which was a 5.86, I believe. So it is between Infinity War and Winter Soldier. So it is at number four. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with Loki. I'm okay with the top five. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah, that the top five is really looking good. Um, yeah. So Falcon Winter Soldier is now out of the top ten as well, which you know, unfortunate. But I mean, really everything except for maybe like the bottom three are movies I regularly rewatch, probably. So <laughs> I can't wait for What If to be number one. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. It could dethrone Endgame. We'll love to see. Um, all right. So uh, uh, we are done with Loki. Um, coming up on the podcast probably next week week uh jj will and i are going to be reviewing and ranking black widow so we'll add black widow to the rankings so very excited for that i'm sure josh gabe and i'll have discussions over that as well when uh after gabe's gone and seen it um and kind of just like i don't know i i thought it was good i don't no spoilers but i thought it was good um and then we'll be back in august for uh hopefully us three will be back for what if We'll talk about all of the multiverse shenanigans, and I'm super excited to uh, continue more discussions. And uh, yeah, that's basically what's happening with our uh, MCU coverage. So, anything else you guys want to add? Uh, classic, classic Loki is best Loki. <laughs> Glorious purpose. Glorious purpose. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you guys next time on Tribe of Nerds.